grab a Bible. I'm gonna give you a lot of verses today. Do we like that? I hope so. I love the word, so I just wanna share it with you always. Ready to roll? Hey everybody, I'm Beth Davis and welcome to Teachable Tuesday. You're gonna want a Bible because I'm giving you not one, not two, but three verses today that will change your life. You might even want a catechism. You know what, better yet, just grab a piece of paper and a pen. You'll wanna jot down a few things, I think. Okay, let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen, come Holy Spirit. Lord, we love you. Thank you for being here. You are better than we imagine. So we receive your goodness, your grace, your gaze, Lord, your look of love. I pray that each and every person praying with us today would see that look of love only for them, would hear your voice beckoning to them. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit, amen. So I have a little confession to make as we get started today. I was really mad at God this weekend. <laughs> it started just kind of small, a little irritation, something set me off, I shoved it down. And then I got to thinking about it, started mulling over some things and just got madder and madder. And I thought, you know what, I, you know what'll make me feel better? I'll go for a walk. Okay, my body moving a little bit, put in my little headphones, turned them way up. The irritation, <laughs> the agitation wasn't really going anywhere. I turned it up a little louder. I heard the Lord in my heart above the noise in my headphones. I heard the Lord in my heart ask me, do you wanna talk about it? And I said out loud, no, not really. I don't really wanna talk about it. I don't know what that's gonna do. You're not gonna, you're not gonna change anything. It's such a brat with the Lord. I turned up my music even louder, just blasting. And yet I felt the presence of God with me. I'm so grateful for how patient, how faithful he is. You know, later that day, I had a holy hour. I'm committed to pray for a dear priest friend once a week for an hour before the Blessed Sacrament. And I had this commitment to go and do my holy hour. And even as I was driving to the chapel, I thought, well, I'm gonna intercede for him. I'm gonna pray my rosary. I'm gonna read in Sinu. I will read John 13 to 17, which is a way that I love to pray and intercede for priests. I'm not talking to the Lord about my stuff. Okay, well, that didn't last, obviously. And thank God it didn't. I got before the face of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. And my heart just began to melt. And I began to tell the Lord all of the things that I was angry about, all of the ways that I was hurting. And the Lord surprised me with his kindness his understanding, his consolation, right? That holy hour saved me. And I, I'm not being hyperbolic, it really, it saved me because I could have made some decisions about God and about my life in the heat of that anger, right? In the depth of that disappointment. So today I wanna propose that you two commit yourself to being with the Lord. 
every single day. Make a commitment to be with the Lord because our feelings are not always going to agree with our deepest desire to pray and to know the Lord. How about you? Have you ever felt like I felt this weekend so mad at God that you just avoided prayer? Maybe you thought it wasn't okay for you to be mad at God, that that wouldn't be allowed, right? You, you don't feel like you have that kind of a relationship with the Lord where you can be honest about the ways that you feel let down and unseen and angry. Maybe you think it's just too much. If I take the lid off of this, I, I'm not gonna be able to calm down. I'm not gonna be able to get myself out of it and pull myself together. Or maybe it's sadness, maybe it's not anger. Maybe if you dig a little deeper, there's some sadness there. Maybe you're afraid, maybe it's too painful to even reflect on, to even show to the Lord in all of his tenderness, right? You think, I can't handle that. I can't allow myself to be that vulnerable. Maybe you feel a little bit hopeless about that thing. You're wondering what the Lord could even do or say. My friends, we can't allow our feelings to inform us. No, the catechism in the very beginning, paragraph 27, I mean, this is like out the gate. The church wants us to know something very important. God never ceases to draw man to himself. God never ceases to draw man to himself. No matter if you're mad or sad, no matter if you haven't been to mass in 20 years, you haven't been to confession since last Advent, right? God never ceases to draw man to himself. He's pursuing you. God's heart is the heart of a lover. It's pursuant unto you. God is coming after you every moment of every day, desiring to win your heart. And guess what? Even after he's won your heart, even after you've made him the center of your life, even if you're going to mass every single Sunday, God will never stop. He will never cease to draw you to himself. And that's the story of scripture. We can read that, we can find that theme from the very beginning of the story in scripture to the very end. God's motivation, his aim never changes. God never ceases to draw man to himself. Let me show you in Song of Songs, chapter two, verse 13. The lover says, arise my love, my fair one, and come away. Oh, my dove in the clefts of the rock, in the covert of the cliff, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. So often we, we would direct those words to the Lord. Lord, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. But no, this is, this is the voice of God appealing to you today. The Lord is asking you, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. Your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. This is the heart of God in Song of Songs 2.13, but that's not an isolated incident, right? In uh, the Gospel of Mark, chapter six, verse 31, Jesus speaking to his disciples says, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. Again, he beckons us, come away, come and be with me. You've got so much going on. You're working so hard, but come away and rest a while. Find that true rest in my presence. And maybe my favorite, my favorite invitation to come to the Lord, Isaiah chapter one, verse 18. The Lord says, uh, come now, let us argue it out. Come now, 
Let us argue it out. No matter how you come to the Lord, he wants you. He wants to hear your voice and see your face, even if your voice is raised in anger, right? On Sunday night, I was in my journal. I was, I was having it out with the Lord. I, I was holding nothing back. I was being honest. And you know what? I did want to talk about it. I did feel better because it wasn't just a matter of me getting it out. It was a matter of me connecting with the person who loves me more than anyone else ever has or ever will. I got to encounter the heart, the love, the voice of my father, of Jesus, the lover of my soul, of the Holy Spirit who came and attended to me in my weakness and in my woundedness. We're not just getting it out for the sake of venting. We're getting it out to have a deeper, more intimate, more honest relationship with the God who loves us, the God who sees us. So the invitation is there, come to him. No matter how you come to him, come to him. Remember, God never ceases to draw man to himself. I'm saying it over and over again because I want you to memorize it. I want you to integrate it. I, I want you to soak in it. God never ceases to draw you to himself. But what about when we don't feel like it? What about when our emotions are out of control or some circumstances are happening and, and we can't get away even if we desire to? Well, today I wanna encourage you to be sure that you come away, that you rest, that you see his face and hear his voice, I want to encourage you to schedule your prayer time. Schedule it. I know it doesn't sound romantic. It doesn't sound satisfying or consoling. It sounds kind of rote, kind of boring and expected, right? But just like when you're married and you've got a bunch of little kids running around, you've got to schedule a date night. We need to do the same thing with the Lord. We need to set aside time. So let me give you three options, right, to consider. You might already know how the Lord has been inviting you to spend time with him, but I want to give you three ideas here. Uh, to begin to schedule your time with the Lord. The first is to make a New Year's resolution. But I'm not talking about January 1st, I'm talking about Advent, a new liturgical year. How about for Advent, you pray and you ask the Lord, how do you wanna spend time with me every day or once a week? God, how are you calling me to schedule time, to commit to time? Because Lord, you're important to me. I want you to be number one in my life. I want you to be the center of my life and I want my priorities to reflect that. So I'm gonna set a time to meet you, right? Make a new year's resolution. Let this be a fresh start. Let any disappointment, any failures of the past year, let it all go like water off a duck's back and begin again, begin again with this new liturgical year. Make a new year's resolution to spend time with the Lord every day, once a week, whatever he calls and invites you to do. Another option would be to set an alarm on your phone. Jenna does this so beautifully. She has a calendar alarm. She gets a little notice. We were on the phone last night and bing, time to pray, gotta go. Set an alarm on your phone, put it in your calendar, right? Schedule it. This is how we communicate to ourselves, to our flesh, that Jesus is the center of our life. Not other commitments to other people, uh, not our feelings, but Jesus is the one who sets our schedule. Jesus is the one who is at the center of our lives. And we do that by prioritizing our time with him. So set an alarm, set an alarm to say good morning to the Lord. When your alarm goes off on your phone, I think most people have their alarm on their phone, maybe. How about your, you title your alarm, good morning, Jesus. 
I love you, Jesus. Morning offering, set a title for it. In the afternoon, when you set an alarm, maybe it's for an Angelus or, or just a Hail Mary, set an alarm to pray for a particular intention or a person. If you're working to forgive someone, set an alarm and every single day make an active will, an active faith, an active hope. Lord, I, I desire to forgive this person and I'm making a conscious effort right now with the sound of this alarm to forgive. I forgive so-and-so. Lord, I lift up so-and-so. I offer this thing, this project, this person, this relationship to you, Lord. Set an alarm. And finally, I want to encourage you. Yes, you, you, <laughs> every single one of you, I want to encourage you to make a holy hour, to sign up and commit to a holy hour. Maybe you make that commitment through your parish and you choose the day and time. Maybe you join a seven sisters team and you intercede for a priest. It's so much easier to show up for someone else than it is to show up for ourselves. We'll share a little bit about Seven Sisters down here in the comments. Our priests need our prayers. So why not intercede for them and make a commitment to meet with the lover of your soul every single week, every week. So let's uh, pray and ask Holy Spirit, how are you inviting us, calling us, bidding us to come away with you, Lord? Help us to know how to schedule that time with you, when and what to do, Lord. We want you to be the center of our lives. We want you to be our priority. Convict our hearts, Lord. Make a way, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, my friends. See you next week.